For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yo! Welcome into the House of L podcast. This is an episode that I was really hoping not to have to do again. But it seems like every few years you have to go over this. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you for hanging out with me. I hope that you've enjoyed the episodes that we've done. We've tried to do a little bit more episodes. I'll do some stuff later on this week about the championship games because I think that they're really interesting. But I wanted to talk about DePaul, obviously, because of my connection to DePaul. If you didn't know, if you're new to the podcast, and if you are, welcome. We appreciate you. Or you found the podcast, but you don't know much about me. Cool. I'm down with that, too. Whenever we can meet some new people, that's a good thing. I am a graduate of DePaul University. My undergraduate degree is from DePaul. My graduate degree is from Alabama. And on top of having gone to DePaul, I also occasionally teach at DePaul. I teach broadcasting and journalism there, and it's fun. I actually think it's been maybe the most important thing that I've done as an adult has been teaching and I've really really enjoyed it and probably when I'm done with the broadcast industry and the industry or the industry is done with me that's probably where I go into a classroom like full-time which was why I went to go get my master's degree in the first place but that's not why you called I just wanted to give you that background and then tell you that DePaul basketball was my first love. As a sports fan, it was DePaul basketball. My grandmother used to sit me in front of the TV when she was watching me because my parents were working because they were working all the time. 
I would watch DePaul games on Channel 9, like the really great DePaul teams. It's like my first real memories as a child were sitting on the floor at, at her house, her, her house over off 89th Street, and just watching DePaul. Now, when it came time for me to choose where I wanted to go to college, I desperately wanted to go to Michigan. We couldn't afford it. I had all these other things. I had some scholarship money and a bunch of schools in the universe, in, in, in Illinois, including the University of Illinois. I was slated to go to U of I, went down there, and hated it. Like, I never really visited Champaign, and I hated it. I finally, grudgingly, decided that I was going to take some of my scholarship money and go to DePaul. And that summer before freshman year, my scholarship program was actually at DePaul. So I got to live on DePaul's campus before making the commitment. And it was kind of the point where I realized, man, I'm, I really am a city kid. I want to just stay here. And it was terrific. Except for I came in at like the wrong time as a student. Like 1993 to 1997 were the beginning of the dark days of DePaul basketball. You know, I got one year of, of, of Tommy Kleinschmidt, who actually took some classes with freshman year. So I've known Tommy for 30 years. Wow. Um, so there was a little bit of good, you know, the Louisville game where he went bananas against Louisville, but then after that starts a decline and you look at the, the coaches that took over DePaul and they're a bunch of really good men. I want to say that before, you know, I don't want to trash any of them, but they're really, really good men on this list. Starting with Joey Meyer, who was towards the end of his career when I was a student, who is the last coach at DePaul with an over 50% win percentage, 60% for Joey. He passed away recently, too. Very nice man. Then Pat Kennedy came in and took over. And Pat Kennedy was like on a rocket because he figured out how to do some, um, shall we say, recruiting. And he got Bobby Simmons and Quentin Richardson and Lance Williams. And that was like, and then Stephen Hunter. And that was like, man, here you go. Like, getting NBA talent, guys that were local that were staying home. And eventually it did, didn't, it, whatever, what happens with Pat Kennedy always happens with Pat Kennedy and he ends up flaming out. And who knows if he got, you know, he was done with the job as the NCAA was on his tail. Um, then Dave Lato has an excellent run as the head coach. Going last time DePaul went to the tournament was under Dave Lato. He had players that were pro level players. 
And then he took the Virginia job, and then things really, really went down. Jerry Wainwright, again, great man. Like, one of my favorites. He was one of my favorites to talk to when we do the weekly show. The type of guy that you absolutely want in your program. Like, he's the guy, like he's the guy that you want as your bench coach. And he was doing that up to a, a few years ago. But I've, I, I, I adored Jerry. Absolutely adored him. But he wasn't, he was a good face for DePaul basketball from a public relations standpoint. But from a coaching standpoint, he, he knew how to coach. Like, it, that wasn't the issue. It was getting players. Then Tracy Webster takes over for a little bit after they fired Jerry. Then they hire Oliver Purnell out of Clemson. Oliver came in with a lot of great ideas, and it just never came to pass. Dave Lato comes back for another six years. That doesn't go great. And then Tony Stubble, Stubblefield is hired a few years ago. So there's the brief history of the recent history of DePaul basketball over the last 30 years. It's been downward trajectory with a couple of blips of competence here and there. You know, I think Jerry went to the NIT a couple times and I think there was a, what's that other tournament? The CBI, I think Oliver did a CBI tournament towards the end of his tenure. I'm a beaten down DePaul fan at this point in my life. I'm not afraid to tell you. I don't need them to be a national championship contender. I truly don't. I need them to be relevant, and they haven't been. There are reasons for that. I think that when, here's one argument that I hate when it comes to DePaul basketball. Well, they shouldn't have joined the Big Ten. Big Ten. The Big East. They definitely shouldn't join the Big Ten. Uh, they should have joined the Big East. Well, why wouldn't they? All of their brother and sister schools are in the Big East. It's all the same school. Marquette is DePaul in Milwaukee. Villanova is DePaul in Philadelphia. You know what I'm saying? Small, big city, although DePaul is the largest Catholic university in America. But you understand what I'm saying. I think only 5,000 people live on campus. And between the campuses is 50,000 people go to DePaul. It's the same school. Seton Hall is DePaul in New Jersey. Same thing. So they're in the right conference. They just haven't made the right choices. And they haven't spent at a level that their chief rivals have spent. When you look at the basketball budget for Marquette, it rivals places like Duke and North Carolina. When you're the basketball coach at Marquette, you have full financial backing from the university. Part of the reason I hate them, not the only reason, but it's part of it. They make good choices up there with who their coaches have been too. 
So there are reasons why, like, and you, Dwayne Peavy, the athletic director of DePaul, talked about a little bit of that in a press conference where he was explaining how no NIL money was coming in because the team has three wins and Tony Stubblefield wasn't going anywhere. Like, everyone knew that if it happened midseason or if it happened at the end of the season, they are not going anywhere with Tony Stubblefield. And if you're an alum, I get those letters in the mail and I get those emails asking for money. Why am I giving you money? I'm hopeful that they will start to move in the right direction, but who knows, you know? PV had said today, as part of his press conference, I'm not limiting myself. I want the next coach to get us to the NCAA tournament. If you can get us to the NCAA tournament, you can be the next coach talking to the interim coach. Probably not, though, because for him to get to the the tournament, they'd have to win the Big East tournament, and they haven't won a Big East game yet, which is part of the reason that you fired Tony Stubblefield. A guy that probably wasn't ready for the job. But it's it's hard to tell because the DePaul job is a lot. There's a lot that you have to navigate. And now you have to navigate a losing history that puts the head coach in a terrible position to hit the ground running. So how do you do that? You go to the transfer portal. And you try to get guys that are hungry. Maybe they had some issues. And you try to turn it around quick. It's possible. But seemingly not for DePaul. You know what I mean? Other schools have done it. And so it leads you down a road of like, what type of candidate do you want? I don't know if I've come to a conclusion because I just feel so doomed as a DePaul fan on what type of what type of coach is needed. I've heard some names. I was listening to my friend Jeff Goodman talk about some of the names, like some of the bigger names that might consider DePaul if DePaul is able to pay a coach $3 million or more. And I honestly question whether that's possible, but Jeff's got some really good sources. So if he's hearing that, I, I tend to believe it. But you start looking and go, okay, immediately like people are like, well, what about Porter Moser? Porter Moser has a, a top 15 team right now, Oklahoma. I get that they got pants by Texas as I'm recording this, but he's he's got it pretty good. Another thing, here's the thing. I'm a big proponent of home, coming home, doing well, all of that stuff. I know that Porter has been interested in the job in the past. Sometimes people leave home. And I'm not talking about Porter. Because I think if dollars for dollars, I think that he probably would still be here. Some people leave home for a reason. They don't want to come back. For whatever that reason is, because they want to see another part of the world or they want to have a different experience, it always seems to make sense for us 
that someone who's connected to whatever will be tempted and lured to come back. And in some cases, that's true. You look at Jim Harbaugh, tempted to come back to Michigan, and now job feels like job mission accomplished, job complete. And if he wants to go jump to the NFL now, I don't see how anyone at Michigan could say he didn't do what he needed to do for Michigan. He did everything that you could possibly do for the University of Michigan. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I start looking at some of the local candidates because those are the ones that, quite honestly, I know best. And I think that there are some interesting possibilities for the DePaul job. It might be a jump that's a little too big for D. Brown, considering that he's at Roosevelt. But D. Brown is winning at Roosevelt. He's worked in the city. He's a legend in the city. He might be able to get into some places that you can't. And I know this from talking to people around college basketball when he was working at UIC. I talked to people that said that that guy is an NBA coaching prospect. So that makes me feel pretty good. I interviewed D uh, when he took the job at Roosevelt. He cares about Chicago basketball. I don't think he'll be at Roosevelt long. You might be able to get a coach that can help turn things around, even if I don't need the coach to stay. I need a coach to stabilize things. And maybe maybe that's D Brown, okay? I, I'm not sure. Rashawn Burno, who is a point guard, 
at DePaul. He's coaching in Northern Illinois. He coached under Billy Donovan at Florida. His credentials are incredible, except for the fact that he's not winning at Northern. So how do you sell that if you're DePaul other than he's of us? There you go. Brian Wardle is an interesting candidate to me. I don't even know if he'd be interested. He might. But he's an interesting candidate because he's had success. He can be a little prickly. But honestly, maybe that's what DePaul basketball needs. Maybe DePaul basketball needs a little sandpaper. Maybe that's something that that should be looked at. Another candidate that is not local, but... I can tell you has expressed to me in the past how interested he was in the job is Steve Lavin. Lavin is obviously older. Let me see. I think Steve Lavin is 60. Let me look it up. Yeah, he's 59. 59 years old. He's still coaching. So it's not like you'd have to get a guy who's been out of the game for a minute. But he's he's still coaching. He obviously has a pedigree. He has had success. But you wonder if... I mean, if you were living in San Diego, like he is, because that's where he's coaching, how much money would DePaul have to pay you to move? But it gets you back in the big time. You're immediately back in the Big East. Bryce Drew is at Grand Canyon, and he's had a good run at Grand Canyon. The The Drew family, they, they know how to coach. Like You don't have to ha- answer any questions about that if you're those guys. Clearly grew up in Valpo, played for the Bulls, the whole nine yards. He's worked in, he's played obviously in the NBA, but so you have all of those things and a, a guy that really is good with coaching was at Vanderbilt for a while and was in the Horizon League for a while. So those are some of the names that are out there. There are others, but quite honestly, when I heard some of the names, I'm like, mm. well, one of the names that I heard Jeff Goodman bring up was Bobby Hurley. And you know I spent a lot of time in Arizona, know some people at ASU. It hasn't gone great for Bobby at ASU. There have been moments, but it hasn't gone great for him there. His brother is in the conference. And I don't know if that means you want to coach in the conference or you don't. I'm trying to put myself in that position. Like, would would I want to coach against Braxton twice a year? And the answer is probably no. I'd like it better if we, like, met in the NCAA tournament. That would be kind of fun. Going up against him twice a year, I don't know, would be a lot of fun. But his his career at Arizona State 
there's been a lot of challenges for him there. But he's been he's been good. He's had what? One, two, three, four twenty win seasons at Arizona State. They've made the tournament three times in the what ten years that this quite honestly, this is the type of resume that would be fine if it were DePaul. A bunch of NITs, three NCAA tournaments, th- twenty win seasons. Four twenty win seasons. Fine. Never won the Pac-12, but finished as high as second. Fine. All right, I'm on the Bobby Hurley train. I'm really not, but you should call him. There's nobody that DePaul shouldn't call. They they should do that. They should call and just be like, hey. What do you think? Let's do this thing. A lot of people say that DePaul as a program is a sleeping giant. I hate that term. Although I would use that term for Arizona State football. I don't know. There's a lot of work that would have to go into making DePaul relevant. And I hope whoever gets the job wants to really work their ass off and build. Here's here are the positives. You're starting from nothing, so the level of expectation is not real high. Two, you've got a good building. Wintrust Arena is a nice place. Like here's how nice it is. The NBA is doing all their pre draft stuff there now. They've put it together really well. It sucks that it's not on campus, and it bothers me that DePaul doesn't have an on-campus arena. But if you get good in Chicago, people who live in the 78, once it gets built, and folks that live in the Prairie neighborhood and the South Loop will wander their butts on over to Wintrust Arena. But you got to get good for that to happen. And if if... The feedback from my students is legitimate. They're not trying to be, like, think about this. This past week, DePaul had a home game. If you're a student, are you leaving your cozy dorm room in Lincoln Park to to take two trains? Two trains! To the South Loop? And then walking? Because it's not a straight shot. It's not like Madison Square Garden. You get off the train and you're right there. To get to Wintrust Arena from DePaul, you'd either have to take the red line to Chinatown and walk over, or I guess you could technically Uber, but but you're a student. Or you got to take the red line to the green line and then get off at State Street and walk four blocks that doesn't seem like a lot but when the windshield is minus 31 degrees are you doing that that's the problem with having an off-campus arena especially when you're not great anyway i wish them a lot of luck i talked with pv on this here podcast when he first got the job 
I know how badly he wants to win, but that's never that's never been the problem. And it's almost never the problem in sports. We we usually use that phrase to soften a blow. Jean Lindsay Ponsetto wanted to win. She didn't want to lose as the athletic director. Every coach that I named for you. Jerry Wainwright, Oliver Purnell, Dave Lato when he came back, and even Tony Stubblefield, they all wanted to win. Most of them didn't know how. And everything has changed. Everything has changed in college basketball since DePaul was great. And navigating that is not going to be easy. So you better find someone who's capable of doing it. All right, I'm going to leave it right there. If there's an update on this before April 1st, because PV said that he was hoping to have someone in place by April 1st. If there's an update, they make a hire. I'll give you my honest assessment. And I'll talk to people around college basketball and see what they say. But... Maybe there are other names that need to be added to the list. I guess we should start trying to dream big, but who knows? It doesn't It doesn't seem like it. I don't think you're prying Porter away from his nice job in Norman, Oklahoma. But maybe. Maybe he wants to come home. Or maybe he never wants to come home. You don't know. I'll talk to you next time. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.